It's Married with Channels, the 2022 edition. I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. And we're here to chew bubblegum and talk about TV and movies, and we're out of bubblegum. Yeah, I don't have any you never heard that before? Yes, I have, but I came oh. unprepared. No bubblegum. No. Sorry. That's the whole joke. <laughs> the, uh, we're talking about a TV show, yes. a new one, and a really crappy movie that looked like it could have been fun, but maybe it wasn't. We'll yes. get to that. Yeah. We'll start with The Book of Boba Fett, the yeah. new Disney Plus show. Yeah. It's, it's about Boba Fett seizing the power, the throne that Jabba the Hutt and Bib Fortuna vacated. Yes, and you kind of made this a little clearer for me. This is kind of what transpires after Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we see Boba Fett in The Mandalorian last season. He shows up in his Tusken Raider attire, and he's got what's-her-name with him. Yes. And, um, yeah. So now when? Yeah, this picks up where that ended up. You know, he's got his armor back. They go off from the Mandalorian and baby Yoda, and uh, he sits on the throne of Jabba. Yes. So here we are. We're two sep- two episodes into the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And um, I like it. Yeah. The first episode, there's a couple things that I had issues with. Yeah. I, I watched the first episode with an open mind because, you know, we're... We're Star Wars fans here, and we, we like the Mandalorian. And I don't know, the first episode was just kind of like more of the same and, and a slight bit boring for me. So I didn't really get into it at first. It was kind of like, hmm. yeah, this is just kind of, you know, more of the same. Like this person, a sidekick, a bunch of different creatures, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of kind of blah in hmm. the beginning for me. But okay. I came around and I don't know if you want to touch on the second episode just yet, but by the time we watched episode two, I was like, oh, I like this. This is getting better. It's yeah. getting good, you know? Yeah, I think so. we'll get into that second episode here soon. Sure. But the first episode, it was one of those, like, after I watched it, I was like, okay, you know, there's some stuff here, but yeah. there's some things I didn't quite understand. And the one that, uh, and it maybe it's nitpicky stuff, but I don't know why. So he flashes back he's in this uh you know health chamber i don't forget what they're called but luke was in it and empire strikes back but okay um and he's reflecting back to how he got out of the sarlacc yes stomach and then you know his armor got stolen by the uh jawas yep. while he was passed out yeah and the tuscan raiders picked him up yeah so there's a couple things there that I didn't quite understand. A, he did the Sarlacc pit. It's like all he had to do was open his flamethrower to cut through the belly of the Sarlacc. Sure. And dig his way out. Like nobody in the history of the Sarlacc pits ever done that. Ever thought about doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know why, unless he had a a more uh, pronounced oxygen system that allowed him to breathe down there longer. I don't know. I, I Was the Sarlacc dead when he got out? That's the other thing. He got out and the yeah. Sarlacc's tentacles weren't moving. Nothing was moving. So maybe there was no like... So, yet when he was in the Sarlacc, you know, things were moving. There was, was even him a, moving though? Well, you know, I watched a video and I didn't notice it until I watched a video. There's a heartbeat. You can hear a heartbeat going. 
Oh. All signs pointed to the Sarlacc being alive. Okay. But when he got out, it was motionless. It was just, yeah. I thought maybe that was a, a production error. Maybe it was like weak or sleeping or maybe. on the verge of dying. And maybe his cut was the final. Maybe. You know, me, him getting out just killed it. But I don't know. I thought maybe when the Sarlacc is alive, there's no way you can survive in there because, you know, it's eating you up and whatever. It's, I don't know stomach juices or maybe you can't use your you know weapons in there because it's too late but maybe this one was kind of i don't know not digesting him i don't know (laughs) and the insinuation is that that was soon after return of the jedi because i think we even saw the wreckage in the background Mm -hmm. of uh, jabba's yes barge yes so you think there'd be a couple other dudes in there who were live like hey i'll come with you i don't know unless like I said, that Sarlacc was like dead or dying already. I don't know how that. I don't, I don't know. know how that happened. I guess I expected more with the Sarlacc thing. Like I wanted to see more. In my mind, I had the Sarlacc pit being just like of this wide open cavern, but it's just walls of intestine. Yeah. Instead of this like really tight space that he was in. Anyway, I don't want to get too hung up on that. Sure, sure. But like you, when he got out, my main issue is like, is it? dead why isn't it moving yeah. but maybe yeah his his uh you know escape was the final i don't know straw that broke the sarlacc's back i feel Do they have I, backs? I don't know but i just felt like it was implied that that sarlacc was dead okay you know i don't know my other issue is when he's with the tuscan raiders and the we'll call it the boy the child tuscan yeah. like dragged him out and the other prisoner out into the desert yeah to go look at a bar a, like a roadside Oh, no, no, is the watery, the hydro farm, water farm. Anyway. Okay. I didn't understand the motivation for dragging the prisoners out into the desert. That's why so you can look and watch these, this biker gang, like, raid this farmer. Yeah, I didn't know what the point of that scene yeah. was either. You know, like, this biker gang, you know, I don't know. Was he trying to, maybe the kid was trying to get Bobo to, the prisoners, like, all right, you're my prisoners, go get the... The, the water from that farmer. You know? I have an like, idea. Because he's a dumb kid. Well, maybe the, maybe the kid's trying to show him, like, this is why we are taking prisoners and beating people up because we don't know who's coming to raid mm. and pillage and, you know. But he wasn't, like, connecting with the kid yet. Like, he no. wasn't a good guy. He wasn't on their side yet. He was still a prisoner. True. I don't know. I don't know. Just those two things were kind of like, what? Why? What? Yeah. How come? But Maybe we that, need to watch that part again. I don't know. Yeah. But. But, but I did like how Boba Fett's back and he's kind of a badass. And he's kind of like a crime boss now taking over for Jabba. Yeah. And I like the scene where everybody comes to pay tribute. You know, the local power players yeah. send their delegates and they bring money and gifts or whatever. Yeah. They're kind of accepting him in that position of Jabba's throne and rule there. Yeah. Yeah. And this one representative of the mayor comes in, and it didn't go as planned. And I thought that was kind of funny. It was so you funny. Bring no tribute. The mayor's heartfelt welcome, and regrets that he's been drawn away by pressing matters, milady. If he had spoken such insolence to Java, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Apologies, Ap- apologies. Tell the mayor I'm here now. He knows. Yes, he knows. Perhaps another time. 
Next. Actually, there is one other matter, if I may. What is it? The matter of tribute. <laughs> I'm confused. He wants you to pay him. <laughs> what? I'm the crime lord. He's supposed to pay me. Shall I kill him? He works for the mayor. Is that a no? That's a no. That's a no. <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. It has its moments of lightheartedness and humor without being too like, oh, like Mandalorian's great, but, but you know, there's more yeah. like, cutesy. Oh, this one's more kind of like yeah. smart ass and, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of wit, that quick wit. And, and I like how this is going to seemingly take place just on Tatooine. Yeah. Um. So we'll get introduced to some of these Moss characters, Moss Eisley, Moss Espa. I don't know. But uh, see, uh, episode two, yeah, that's when he kind of becomes a Tuscan Raider unofficially, and then eventually officially. Yes, but it was much better. Yes, much better. I mean, they have like this train raiding sequence, which is great. Yes. Anytime anybody's like trying to rob a train, whatever movie, TV show, <laughs> westerns, yeah, and yeah. all of that, yeah. it's instantly going to be like eighty percent cool. Yes, it's least. exciting to watch someone take a train. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I don't understand is why the people on the train are doing what they're doing. Again, yeah. I don't understand their motivation. They're they're driving through. Yep. And they feel the need to go to gun turrets yeah. and open fire on Tuscans and their bathas. Yeah, and just mow people down as yeah. they pass by. Yeah, what's why? I don't know if they're maybe they've been robbed before because they have that water core, which is obviously yeah. very valuable in the desert. I wondered if maybe it's just a, you know, we're tired of, you know, getting attacked while we drive through this place. So we're just going to mow people Kick down. Yeah, move. I don't know. I mean, that was maybe one thought that I had about why they're just mowing people down. But now I know that they have spice on board the train, which yeah, is like too. Star Wars talk for drugs. Yeah. So maybe it's like because they're drug runners, it's like yeah. either either you pay a money to us yeah or as we come through we're going to open fire on you sure so maybe yeah. that's it i don't know um but i still like the episode i did too i like i liked watching you know his relationship as a prisoner and a captive evolve with the tuscan raiders mm -hmm. to become you know kind of a revered almost member of their tribe like they they come around to i mean spoilers if you haven't seen this episode but they they come around to kind of treat him with respect and, you know, kind of um, as one of their own. So it's yeah. kind of cool to watch that journey in that episode. Yeah, it's very much a dances with wolves <laughs> yes. scenario. Yeah. Um, it's like space dances space with wolves. Space dances with wolves in sand. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it was a good episode and I liked it. I There wasn't a lot there that... that like maybe go, what the hell? Except for the train thing, but I think we kind of explained that. There was a couple times where the timeline, I had to kind of have you pause and clear up the timeline because I was like, wait, what? Because it, it does kind of flash back a little bit, back and forth somewhat. Yeah. And so, but, I, but it got clear after... After I kind of figured it out, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense. And I think we're going to see more of that because I think the key device 
to recognize we're going flashback is when he's in that healing tank, that bath, that sleep bath, whatever the part uh, it's sure. called. Sure, I don't know. So we when he's in there, <laughs> yeah, when he's in there and he's got the breather on and he's grimacing, you know that the next couple scenes are going to be flashbacks. Sure. So I think that's good um, because I want to see how he got to where he got. Sure. Yeah, no, I like the story and I like I like where it's going and, you know, I like the characters. They're kind of evolving for me. and. The Boba Fett mysticism is blows my mind. Yeah. Like, you know, the character had all of two minutes screen time in all the movies. Yeah. But he's become this indelible character of coolness. Yes. And like curiosity. Yeah. And now they got a goddamn TV show about it. Exactly. And I'm not I'm not sweating it. I'm not knocking it. Sure. I, Boba Fett's cool. You know, honestly, they could probably do that with a lot of Star Wars oh, characters. Yeah. I mean, sure. wouldn't you like to know how you know, some of them came to be who they were, you know? I don't know. I mean, you could almost do at least a short m- movie about yeah. the Rancor and the Rancor's handler. Remember when the <laughs> Rancor, when Luke killed the Rancor in Revenge of the Jedi? You know, the big beast under yeah. Jabba's throne? Yeah. He killed it, and then, like, the, the Rancor handler comes out, and he's all crying, and this other guy's consoling him. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a backstory there, you know? That would be funny. Uh, there's something there. I mean, shit, you got a movie or TV show based on a, a, a character who's been in the movie all of two minutes. Why sure. not one that's only been in the movies 30 seconds? Or like the cantina owner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? You could go in so many different directions with, with the Star Wars characters and, and franchise. But yeah, and if, they, if it pays off, they definitely will. Oh, definitely. But the Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett, it's good, and the production value is there. Um, we talked about cameos yes. before we started recording. Yeah. The only two I know of, uh, Robert Rodriguez directed the first episode. Okay. And he did the voice of the mayor in the second episode. Okay. And Matthew Perry from What, what we, we Do, do in, in the, the Shadows. Shadows. Yeah, I saw he voiced. The robot. One of the droids, yeah. yeah. like the etiquette slash. Yes. Uh, we'll say manservant robot in yeah. Jabba's Throne. Um, yeah, but other than that, I don't know of any other, Jennifer Beals is in there. Yeah. I wouldn't call that a cameo though. That's kind no. of a role and it's a main role good yeah. for her. And she's still beautiful and youthful. She looking. is oh right. My gosh. She's yes. got to be pushing 60. What? Got to be pushing 60. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know when Flashdance came out, but I was, oh, that was a child. Something. Yeah. I don't know. But Jennifer yeah. Beals still got it going on. Last time I heard she was doing the uh, L word. Yeah, which is not a show that I have watched, but, um, you know. She's born in 1963, so. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's pushing 58, is that? The math. The math. Yeah, she's literally almost. She just turned 59, it looks like. Okay. No, no, no. She will be 59. So, yeah, yeah, pushing 60. Yeah. Good for her. Yep. Got a nice roll. Still kicking it. Yeah. Still looking good, looking tight. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, my. <clears throat> I'm your wife right here. But I yes, know. Jennifer Beals is very, Beals, I can't talk today. Sorry. Jennifer Beals is very pretty. <laughs> and she's a maniac. Yes. Anything else on Boba Fett? No, I'm just excited. I'm I'm glad I got into it because when we started that second episode, I was like, do we have to watch this? Yes, of course we have to watch this because we're kind of Star Wars fans in this house and. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll I'll try. 
that seems to, that seems to be how every episode, every show goes with you. Is let's watch this. Okay. And then by episode three, you're like, oh, when are we watching the next one? I know. I get into it. it for sure. I think I think this one did get better though. It picked up. So yeah, I'm in. She's in everybody. Yep. She is in. Moving on to a movie called Werewolves on Wheels. Oh my goodness. A little backstory. Yep. This was uh, on the the antenna TV. I saw it on the guide. Mm Mm-hmm. And I read the, you know, the summary and it's from 1979. 71. 71. Mm -hmm. And it's about, it's werewolves and a biker gang. I'm like, okay, I'm recording this. Yes. I got to check this out. And the cover art looked fantastic. Yes. And so I recorded it. Eventually we got to watching it and it is just horrible. It is. I don't even know. Yeah. Horrible. I don't even think is the right description for this i don't understand it (laughs) i don't either it's like first of all it's you know i was trying to explain this to evie our kid oh yeah she was because i was wearing the t-shirt yes and i'll mention the t-shirt here in a little bit yeah but i was trying to explain what a bad movie is and why this movie's bad yes this movie's bad for a lot of reasons you expect werewolves on motorcycles you don't get that until like the very end for all two minutes yeah and then, then the movie's over. Yes. Um, it's just a bunch of motor biker gang dudes rambling around with a shitty soundtrack. Yes. You know, grabbing and, stuff off the shelf at the convenience store and telling the old man to go stuff it, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then they run into this like monastery of Satan worshipers. Yeah. Like a satanic cult or yeah. something. Yeah. And, you know, one of their girls gets sucked into the ritual and her tops off and her boobies are bounced around yeah not going to complain about that but <clears throat> then all of a sudden they're they're just driving around again yeah on the motorcycle and then we have these kind of ambiguous not very easy to see attacks yes a couple of them have been turned into werewolves but you don't see werewolf action really no and honestly like every probably five minutes is them just riding around on their motorcycles with some scenery with some Really poor music. Yeah. yeah. And they're just going, woo, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. But no actual werewolves, hardly. No. In this film. Yeah. No, it's just, I literally said on the post, the thumbnail image yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. I put the, I put the, the shirt I got. Yes. It's the po- movie poster for Werewolves on Wheels. Yes. And it's awesome. Yes. It looks so cool. It does look cool. And I used that on the thumbnail image for the podcast. Yeah. And I put the words in an arrow saying, this is literally the best part of this movie. Right. Like the poster <laughs> and the image is literally the best part. You don't need to watch Werewolves on Wheels. It's not even like a good, bad movie. Yeah. Because um, it has like some bones of like being a good movie, an interesting movie. Sure. But they don't ever like come through, you know? Huh. I found it, it's a movie that thinks it's better than it is. I found an interesting little tidbit on Wikipedia. It, there's no citation, so I don't know if this is like legit or not. But it says, in many scenes, footage was used of real bikers with no experience or training in acting going about their lives as normal. Thus, parts of this film could be regarded as an early experiment in reality as entertainment. 
I thought that was interesting. Like, okay, well, these guys, are they real? They're real bikers. So no wonder the acting is terrible. So 71, that was about two years after Easy Rider. I wonder if they were just, somebody was trying to capitalize on the Easy Rider, you know. I don't know. Biker freedom aesthetic slash feeling mojo. Maybe and then at the end, they're like, there's nothing here. Well, let's make one of them into a werewolf. <laughs> or maybe it was just kind of a confluence of the two. Like, <laughs> well, you know. There's Easy Rider and bikers, but, oh, I really like horror. Let's do a werewolf film with that. I don't know. Yeah, I, looking back, I think somebody just said, Easy Riser, Rider was popular. Let's have people on motorcycles. Yeah. And then didn't really think about the rest. I love finding these quirky, weird things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, this is funny. It's kind of comical to watch stuff like this. And Oh, it totally is. Yeah. And he, th- there's one scene that's actually kind of funny. But for the wrong reasons, it's they pull up to get gas at this literal gas pump and this crusty old codger comes out with (laughs) his goofy hat and he's just his teeth are rotting out and he's just babbling (laughs) stuff. Here's a little taste of that. You guys are lost, aren't you? Yeah. That's for goddamn sure. That's for goddamn sure. Can you tell us how to get back to the highway? Yeah, just get a parachute and go straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that green stuff you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Don't start it up here. Roll it out there. You're going to burn down my shack. I mean, I don't. To this day, I think I don't, that character is the best out of this whole film. I mean, it's it's quite honestly the only entertaining part of the movie. Yes, even the scenes where they're at the sat- satanic monastery and mm-hmm. she's getting sucked into the spell of the curse or whatever with her top off is not yeah. nearly as en- entertaining as you know the old fart coming out and handing them the pump to literally pump the gas themselves <laughs> and giving them shit. And to this day, I don't know if he improvised all that. Yeah, I that don't was know. just like if they just riffed on the scene or if it kind of seemed like it, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing kind of seems unscripted and not no, no semblance of a plan there. It's like, it's like the, whoever made this movie encountered this old dude in their travels. Like, Oh, you want to be in the movie? Right. You know, this gas station and this guy would be perfect for it. Let's go back there tomorrow. Biker gang. Let's do it. Dudes. He almost seemed like some guy who maybe had had a run in with biker gangs before. So mm-hmm. he's pretty like, get get out of here. You, yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. you guys, you riff riff, get out of here. And it's kind of funny. Now I want a T-shirt with just his face. On oh, it. my gosh. But I mean, go to T-Republic and get a Werewolves on Wheels T-shirt. Otherwise, don't waste your time with this movie. Yes. Werewolves on Wheels is not. Not uh, anything special. No. It's not even a good, bad movie. No. Uh, eh. T-shirt. <laughs> and if you want to see what the movie poster looks like, go to our Twitter. I'll put an image up of uh, my shirt for Werewolves on Wheels. The Twitter is at MarriedWChans. Two ends. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. Share. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the channel. That helps us out. Give us a good review on your podcast provider. Absolutely. So until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you next time on Married with Channels.